Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It's Hump Day. It's the 30th day of August 2023. Happy Wednesday to you. I am Derek Hunter. I am your host. Welcome to the Derek Hunter podcast for today. Don't forget the week in F and review coming up. It's a slow news week, but that doesn't mean there aren't F's to give. That's right. And now give them all without giving any of them. Get that one at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter com. That's where you enter the contest. That's where somebody this Labor Day weekend is going to win either. I think it's it's Mike Lee. It's Mike Lee versus um, Gene Hackman, a Mormon senator, good, solid conservative who loves the band Journey, by the way. If you ever get a chance to talk to Mike Lee, mention the band Journey. Ask him about his love of Journey, and he'll, he'll he'll light up. He'll light up. He'll be more animated than he is about the Constitution, and he loves himself some Constitution, but he loves himself some Journey, too. Trust me on that. And uh, Gene Hackman, guy won two Oscars. You can't, I think, I don't know, it was like, uh, what was it for? For Unforgiven and for uh, uh, French Connection? I don't know, we'll call it that. He's probably something else, but whatever. Somebody can correct me in their own head. But it's good stuff. Autograph. The Gene Hackman book comes with a picture of him signing the book. So there's your certificate of authenticity. All right, there is a lot going on. And you get all sorts of other stuff up there, too. Lots of stuff going on today. I'm looking at, uh, you know, you watch the news in preparation to talk about the news. It's weird. You watch the news and you, uh, you see what? You see nothing. It's such a slow news day. You look and you see hurricane coverage. Now, I'm not trying to belittle the hurricane coverage. Hurricanes are important. We need to know what's going on. My in-laws are down in Florida. They're near the path of this one, although if it goes according to plan as of now, they will miss it. But it is still, there are a lot of people down there. Lots of things can happen and it always could change on a dime. But going wall to wall with hurricane coverage on national cable, is is an indication of a slow news day. Because we had a tropical storm, first one in a long time, not ever. I love how, like, there's this climate change because a tropical storm hit California for the first time in 60 years. Well, wait a second. Now, that seems, if it's the first time in 60 years, it wouldn't be climate change. It'd be climate getting back to what used to happen 60 years ago, right? They never... Nobody ever thinks about that, but that's kind of how it is. Like, hey, this is the first, this is the hottest it's ever been in the last 40 years, breaking a record from 1932. Like, oh, okay, so then is it climate change for the bad, or is it climate returning to what it used to be? Or is it could be that, you know, the whole damn thing's in flux, and that's just the way the world works. But you can't bring that up because where's the government grant money in that i ask you i tells you it's nowhere it's nowhere as i tells you so nobody bothers with it so you look and you just see non-stop coverage of the hurricane now msnbc isn't really doing that because they they don't give a damn about human beings over at msnbc honestly they're covering it of course but they want to whine about trump and they'll probably blame trump for it he, he was down at mar-a-lago and he farted 
And that caused the hurricane, and everybody knows what it is. But they're going nuts. They're going wall-to-wall with it. Meanwhile, there are things going on elsewhere in the world. It's amazing how that school shooting yesterday is already gone from the news. You notice that? It's gone. It's done. It's over. They're like, oh, what happened? Well, it was the shooter wasn't a white guy. That's the biggest problem that they had going with this story. Is uh, The shooter wasn't a white guy. So they move on. That's just how it works. They're still talking about Jacksonville. The guy's dead. He's not going to get any deader. He's already in hell and, you know, rotting there for eternity and good on that. But they are still talking about that. Still haven't talked about the case in Georgia I told you about where the four people were killed. Four people were inexplicable. Nobody will ever know. We may never know the rationale for it. I mean, we could probably speculate. They want to speculate about the rationale for the mass killing of four random white people by a black man. Because why? Because, again, how do you raise money off of that? How do you make stink about that? What kind of Rachel Maddow monologue would that inspire? Nothing, I tell you. Nothing. Gives you a sense of just how evil the left truly is. Really, honestly, to give you, an, you know, I'll, I'll get to uh, the election stuff in a second, but I want to play you something just to show you how screwed up things are in this country. There's a place called Harrison. I don't know. It's out near Colorado Springs. It's a school district out there that has really dumb people working at it. Let's be honest. Really stupid people working at it. This kid named Jaden. Jaden's a 12-year-old boy. He carries a backpack to school, as most 12-year-old boys. I never actually carried a backpack, but that's just me. Um, I barely ever carried books, so I didn't really need a (laughs) backpack. But um, he had a, I never actually, now I own a backpack. This is the weirdest thing. I use a backpack now. But when I was in school, even in college, I used a duffel bag. I just preferred to have the strap over my shoulder and across my body, and I could carry more stuff. And God, I packed that thing full of a bunch of crap. But I, the backpack just didn't do it for me. So uh, this kid has a backpack with some patches on it. And one of them is the Gadsden flag. And everybody knows, you might not know it by the name, the Gadsden flag, but everybody knows it by it. It's the don't tread on me flag. It is the snake coiled up. Sometimes the snake, I can't see his his, uh, patch closely enough to know whether or not it's the one that's separated, sliced into 13 different um, segments with each with the initials of each colony on a piece of the snake, the Gadsden flag was don't tread on me, unite or die. It was pivotal in the Revolutionary War. And, uh, you know, it's basically the message is we're in this all together. It's the same message as uh, Benjamin Franklin after they signed the Declaration of Independence. We better all hang together or we shall surely hang separately. So this kid has the Gadsden flag on his it's not even like a giant patch. It's just a regular size patch. I think he's got the American flag patch. He's got a couple of patches all over it, but the Gadsden flag has upset the children and more importantly, really, the teachers at this school district near Colorado Springs. 
And therein lies the problem. What you're about to hear is a school administrator. And school administrators truly are, this is my problem with the left. They're non-thinking. Not that they're incapable of it. They choose not to, which is even worse. Some people simply aren't good at thinking. Other people choose not to. The squad is the perfect example of what drives me nuts in politics and cable news. They're about the same now. It is arrogance coupled with ignorance. You are cocksure about being wrong, but you'll never admit that you're wrong. You have all the arrogance in the world. There's no way you're the one who knows better. You're smarter than everybody else, etc., etc., etc. But you don't know what you don't know, and you really have no interest in it. You speak authoritatively about things you know nothing about or about things you're not sure about. You don't have to be positive about everything, but then you don't speak as though you are a stone tablet's carving, burning bush. All right? You say, well, I think maybe this, or I believe that it could be this, that, and the other thing. Leave yourself open to the possibility of being wrong, because oftentimes people are. The more cocksure they speak, the more likely they are to be wrong. But the more arrogant they are, the more likely they are to never admit their own ignorance. And that's what you have in this administrator. That's what you have in AOC. That's what you have in Rashida Tlaib. That's what you have in Ilhan Omar. That's what you have in Presley. That's what you have in all the members of the goon squad, the gang of four that's now eight or whatever it is, is this arrogance and ignorance. They are absolutely positive they know what they're talking about, even though they don't. This school administrator believes that the Gadsden flag was associated with the Civil War. It was not associated with the Civil War. It was associated with the Revolutionary War. But the left is Pavlovian in anything pro-America they hate. They associate everything with America with slavery. Because why? Because that's what they do. It's racism, it's slavery, it's this, that, and the other. It's not like it's a democratic flag. It's not like a donkey. If you really want to get technical, having a donkey patch on your backpack would be an embrace of slavery since it was the uh, exclusive domain of the Democratic Party, whereas the Republican Party was founded expressly for the purposes of getting rid of slavery. So, yeah, of course, these idiots don't know any of this. They are ignorant but wildly arrogant. And that's what you're going to hear. And you're going to hear a mother standing up for her son and a school administrator who won't let this kid go to class with this backpack because it's so triggering. Now, she doesn't really say for whom it is triggering, but one has to assume that the kids don't give a damn. They don't check out each other's backpacks and then recoil in horror like somebody just... Uh, I don't know, pulled a knife because there's a Gadsden flag. And oh my goodness, my pearls are fully clutched. I'm No, it's the adults. It is the teachers. It is the problem here. And the school administrators got themselves involved. And what's really, really amazing to me and just stark ravingly stupid, the Vanguard School in Harrison, I think it is, Colorado, north of Colorado Springs, is that no one referenced, no one involved, other people have, now you only hear the two mother and the uh, 
one school administrator, but she references other school administrators. They're going to do this. They're going to do They know. None of them know, actually. None of them know what the hell the flag is about, where the hell the flag comes from. But they are all certain that something must be done because some ignorant-ass teacher was offended by it. Listen to this. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That it's a historical flag. So they're, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, is due to its origins with the slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that's the reasoning behind why we do not want the slave. No, let's stop it right there for a second. Because of its origins with slavery and the slave trade. I mean, you have to be wildly stupid. You have to be incredibly ignorant. And you have to just automatically assume the worst about the United States of America to believe that. You really honestly have to. These left-wing school administrators do. They simply do. I don't know. The origin, it's slave. Look, it's old. It's... Really, ultimately, it ha- they know that it has something to do with America. And it's been around for a while. It's old. Since it's not a rainbow flag that is, you know, vomit-inducing and causing of vertigo like the progressive activist, everybody under the sun gets a color flag with weird designs and everything. It really is. It's getting out of control. It, 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 oh, before video games, they have that warning that they're flashing lights and this may cause people to pass out or whatever. The progressive flag really is just this side of a hate crime for people who have seizures. It really is. But this idiot is out there. Well, no, it's because of the history of it with, with slavery and the slave trade. Had nothing to do with the slave trade, you dumbass. Had literally nothing to do with the slave trade. But these people don't care. They don't care. The complaint has been filed. The outrage has been registered. Somebody is upset. The pearls have been clutched. And therefore, all hell must break loose. That's just the way the world works, and you and your rights need to be trampled. This dumb conversation continues. The Gadsden flag. The don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the Gadsden flag. Okay. Um, okay, so he, he, um, he's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go, I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah. So I asked if, can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? Like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got a patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying. And then he said you were close. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was displayed when they were fighting the British. Like, that wasn't, that's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of, like, the, um, the, Confederate pen, Confederate flag? <laughs> okay, I, so, okay. I am just here to, enforce, no, I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district, okay. and definitely you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, yeah, because yeah, the ACLU says that he's allowed to wear that. If you, like, go on their website, it like, says in big so, letters. I, all, I, all I'm saying is that... Unless there's like a ban on patches, period. Like if you said there's no patches allowed at the school, you cannot display what you think or anything like that or what cheer or anything like that. Um, 
I, I don't. I think it's like one-sided, you know, because you allow some patches but not other, other patches. Other kids have patches like other names and like Native American flag backpacks. Yeah, that was like flown during the revolution with. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand that at all. So what I can do is and if you, if you go onto the ACLU's website, yeah, let's let's talk to someone. I can, I I can have you speak to I can have you speak to Jack Yoakum okay. again, okay. Um, and then he can refer you to our person at the district. Okay. Um, because, like I said, we're following district policy. Okay. We're following district policy. We are only following orders, my friends. As if you have very much like a word with you about your pitch. He is most displeased that you have chosen to display something that is so evil and so ignorant of the racism that it represents. Perhaps you should uh, go see him now, you see? I love it. The parents are like, you know, that mom's like, this has nothing to do with slavery, dumbass. Well, we'll see. We'll see about that. Hey, uh, the ACLU, look, do you remember the case bong hits for, do you remember the phrase bong hits for Jesus? Some kid wore a shirt to school that said bong hits for Jesus on it. And he got kicked out of school. And he was being needlessly provocative, but you can apparently be needlessly provocative because he won the case. Can't be kicked out of school for wearing a shirt that says bong hits for Jesus. Went all the way to the Supreme Court. So you can wear bong hits for Jesus, a shirt, a saying, a slogan, or whatever, specifically designed to mock people who happen to be religious. You're down. You're cool. This administrator will probably give you a chest bump. But if you have something that is pro the United States of America, my goodness, all hell will break loose, and they will unleash the uh, Karen Brigade to come down and torment your child. How screwed up is that? Now, there's an update to this, thankfully, because good things eventually do happen. Connor Boyack, I, I never heard of Connor Boyack, but apparently he's uh, president of Libertas, an author of the, the Libertas Institute, an author of 41 books, including the Tuttle Twins. I don't know any, the Tuttle Twins, I, I think I've heard of them. So he writes the Tuttle Twins, sold 5 million copies, he says. Um, he's been following this. He's been tweeting it out. He's got an update on this. And there's the kid. There is Jaden wearing a tricorder hat. Says, uh, for those asking for an update, Jaden decided to go back to school today with Patch in place. Said he'd do a sit-in if necessary to protest. Two law firms have stepped forward to assist as necessary to fight the viewpoint discrimination. Lots of media interest. Mom and son will likely be on Hannity tonight, which would be yesterday by then. Uh, other outlets covering too. No known response yet from the school or district offices. The Colorado governor tweeted about it, disagreeing with the school. He hasn't, whether, and they don't know whether or not he picked up the phone and uh, told him to knock it off. And Jaden is campaigning to be school president. The tri-corner hat is part of his shtick. Super patriotic kid. Now, there was supposed to be a welcome back to school event there this evening, meaning yesterday evening, at the Vanguard School in Harrison, Colorado, the Harrison School District. But 
They sent out this message to people earlier in the day. Quote, Dear junior high students and families, due to unforeseen circumstances, junior high back-to-school night scheduled for this evening was postponed. is postponed. We will be in touch soon about a new date. Thank you, and we apologize for the inconvenience. Renee Hensley, Executive Director. Now, it's very interesting. They didn't want to face the fecal storm, which also, to me, means they didn't want to correct this. They don't want to correct this. They're dragging their feet. They're going to eventually have to correct this. They're wrong historically. They're wrong morally. They're wrong legally. So they're on all sides of wrong. They're going to lose this. And the PR disaster is going to be a nightmare. People are, this is just, when you're wrong, just admit you're wrong and then move on. You don't even have to apologize if you don't want to, but just say, you know what? We, we looked at this, we were in error. And uh, we're moving on. The kid can wear whatever patch he wants. Who cares? You move on and you will. There'll still be a little bit of outrage, but it dies down pretty quickly. If you dig in your heels, that unleashes the whirlwind. The left is incapable or unwilling, whichever you prefer, whatever verbiage you like, to admit they're wrong because they don't care that they're wrong. It was never about right or wrong. It's about them getting their way. It was never, the, well, geez, we're wrong about the Gad. Turns out, look, we look it up, and there is the Gadsden flag. Revolutionary War, nothing to do with slavery. We're wrong. Oops, our bad. Moving on. No. You've got to understand, this Biden administration, these Democrats have declared people who fly the Gadsden flag to be white supremacists, problematic Americans, difficult, you know, domestic terrorists already. They're not going to ever change. This wasn't by accident. This was ignorance on what the flag actually is. But the Pavlovian recoil response from the school administrators is what these people are conditioned to do. They see the Gadsden flag and they think horrible racist, slavery, discrimination. That's what they see. That's what they view. That's where they come from on everything. You can show them all the evidence to the contrary. They don't care. They want the flag gone, not because they think it actually does represent slavery in any way, shape, or form, although maybe some of them do. This woman seems like she's dumb enough to think that. But they want to get rid of it because it's patriotic. It is pro-American. That's what their problem is with it. That's why they want it destroyed. It has nothing to do with slavery. Slavery is a convenient tool to use. A... Uh, a device to bludgeon kids with, people with, whatever. A way to otherize and put people on lists to justify their own bigotry. That's all it is. So good on Jaden here, keeping up this fight. And uh, hopefully he wins and people should, they should be fired. I mean, there should come a point where your ignorance your obstinance in the face of ignorance and the pride and arrogance with which you espouse ignorance, once you're exposed as being ignorant, you either have to do a major mea culpa or you got to go. This, I don't, I, I believe this is just blind loyalty to a left-wing agenda. Just blind, absolute blind loyalty to a left-wing agenda. And that's all they care about. That's it. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, I saw this story and I thought it was kind of hilarious, honestly, and interesting as well. 
it is by a squishy conservative named Matt Lewis. It's over at Yahoo News. It's not he writes for the Daily Beast, but the traffic goes to Yahoo. And the headline is Nikki Haley is starting to look like a real threat to Donald Trump. How can you tell somebody is wildly out of touch with the see Matt wrote a book recently that didn't sell. And like the low list on the publisher's weekly um sales list on number 25 was like, I don't know, 2000, something like that. And Matt Lewis didn't make the top 25 the week that his book came out. It was a disaster. It was a bomb. It was huge. And Matt's books have been disasters and bombs. But it was, you know, one of those things where he tried. At least he tried. See, the problem is people like Matt Lewis, he had a job at CNN for a while, and then they just they didn't need the idiots anymore, so they got rid of the useful idiots. Once you get rid of the useful part, you're just left with an idiot. Who wants to pay that? So he was, he's desperate to get signed up over at MSNBC. Now, he's supposedly conservative. He's nominally Republican. He's about as conservative as Michael Steele is. And he spends all of his time whining and pissing and moaning about Republicans because that gets him booked on MSNBC on Morning Joe. They don't need to sign him. What? Why would you marry a prostitute, right? Because I want to have sex. Well, she's a prostitute. You, you, you got it. But so he, he alienated both audiences. He's a re, an, he pitches himself as a Republican. He actually calls himself a conservative rather hilariously. And uh, so the left isn't going to buy his crap. And the right sees what he says, and all he does is piss and whine and moan about the right. And they're like, well, we're not going to pay for you either. Why would we buy your, why would we support you? So he's a man without a country. This is an abject lesson for people. Don't ever be so desperate for media attention that you're willing to do anything for it. Have some principles. Have some dignity, for God's sakes. Believe in something. But if your main goal is to be famous, you might achieve it for a little while, but you won't achieve it for very long. And it won't come back. You'll just be a desperate clown flailing in the wind. And it's pathetic. But he thinks that Nikki Haley is a threat to Donald Trump, which is asinine. Nikki Haley had a good debate performance. She did okay. But nobody is really interested in Nikki Haley. The idea that she could be a threat to Donald Trump is absurd. What they can do, what all there's really one person in the field who could be a threat to Donald Trump. If we're just, if we're just being real. It's Ron DeSantis. Other people can chisel away support from Donald Trump, maybe even break off some chunks about it. Donald Trump would probably break off more chunks than any of the other candidates would be able to chisel it off. Sorry, Chris Christie, but that's just the way it is. But those supporters, nobody's going to go, well, I was for Trump, but now I'm for Chris Christie, or now I'm for Nikki Haley. It is universally accepted, and the data shows that Ron DeSantis is the second choice for everybody who Ron DeSantis isn't the first choice for. It's Donald Trump and then Ron DeSantis. There are some Donald Trump people like, well, it's Donald Trump or it's nobody, it's never, and I'm not interested. You got those too, but... The, this isn't about winning over everybody. This is about winning over enough to win the nomination. So if Nikki Haley were to do some damage to Donald Trump, it would likely be to the benefit of Ron DeSantis. Sorry, unless somebody really makes a compelling case. And one debate performance is not enough to make a compelling case 
for them rather than against somebody else. There's just no way in hell it's going to be a difference maker. So I just wanted to point that out, that this is being circulated by people who sip their tea with their pinky out and like to think they they know people they despise. And you can never really know people you despise because the fact that you despise them colors literally everything about your interactions with them. Even if you listen and you study and you do this, that, and the other thing, no, your emotion always overrides everything. Human beings are stupid, especially when they're emotional. When we are emotional, when we are dominated by, when we're worked up in a frenzy, whatever, I've said it before, hell, I wrote a book about it, the way the left keeps people in, they keep them in a frenzy so they don't think because emotion overrides logic every chance it gets. That's what's display here. That's what's display in this story here from the Washington Post. This is so screwed up. You really want to talk about devaluing human life and what we've become as a society, and nobody wants to address, especially no Democrat wants to address it. The headline, teen killed outside McDonald's in sweet and sour sauce dispute, police say. Now, if that sounds insane, it is. A 16-year-old girl was charged with fatally stabbing another 16-year-old girl outside of McDonald's on a busy D.C. night on a busy D.C. nightlife corridor this weekend in a fight, a police detective said, stemmed from an argument about sweet and sour sauce as the city continues to struggle to quell youth violence. This is sickening. It's a sickening 16-year-olds. 16-year-olds. One killed another. (sighs) Naimi, Naimi, N-A-I-M-A, Ligon, L-I-G-G-O-N, the slain teen from Waldorf, Maryland, was the 13th person younger than 18 killed so far this year in Washington. And her accused attacker represents one of hundreds of cases in which minors have been charged with committing crimes of violence. Why aren't you hearing this? Why aren't you hearing this in the news? Instead, you're hearing about a hurricane and you're hearing about Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a tragedy, not saying anything about that, but kids are being killed and kids are killing. 18 kids killed, more than 18 kids doing the killing of other people, of adults. And that is not a national story. Why? Because in the entire landscape of Washington, D.C., there isn't a single Republican you can lay this uh, the blame at the feet of. There isn't a single one, none of them, nowhere. How do you blame, How do? You, what kind of case do you make? What do you say? What do you do in this case? What can you, you can't do anything. We're not going to highlight liberal failure generational liberal failure. That's the only way you get to a point where a 16-year-old is killing a 16-year-old over a packet of sauce. But back to the story. Both of those numbers have increased since the same time last year, creating what the city's mayor has deemed an emergency among the city's children and teenagers. Homicides overall are up 26% in the district over this time in 2022. 26%. That's nothing to sniff at. That's not a rounding error. That's not a, well, you know, it's no big deal. It's it's one or two more. That's a big deal. 
City officials have said they are laser-focused on combating youth violence. Last month, the D.C. City Council passed emergency legislation that expanded pretrial detention for youth charged with virtually any dangerous or violent crime. Now, why didn't they do that before? Why wasn't that just standard? Why? Because Democrats have insisted that there can be no cash bail. You cannot hold anybody for cash unless for pretrial, unless they were arrested for January 6th related crimes. Then you can throw the book away at them. Then you can hold them for three years with no relief at all. And nobody in the media, even Fox, will bother to talk about them. Oh, every once in a while, somebody might mention them, but they don't really talk about them. That's how sick Democrats are. If you were near the Capitol, you're innocent until proven guilty, but you're guilty enough to hold for years in solitary confinement in one of the pits of the entire prison system in the United States of America. Okay, congratulations. Good on that. But if you are a violent criminal, you commit a gun offense, you get into a George Soros-funded prosecutor's jurisdiction, they're going to say, well, we're going to, we can't hold them indefinitely. And if we ask them for, for bail money, that would be akin to slavery. So we can't do that. Uh, so we'll just let them go. We'll let them go. It's all good. It's all good. Then you end up with murder, up 26%. By the way, I promise you that the solving of murders is not up 25%. I promise you that. All summer, D.C. government officials have touted programs designed to keep youth safe and engaged while school is out. The mayor told community members in June that the city had 13,000 slots for camp and 14,000 places for youth employment. Oh, it just sounds wonderful, doesn't it? But nobody's interested. Nobody's interested because you've got a series of bad parents. You've got a series of politicians filling the heads of those parents, those bad parents, with ideas like, look, uh, there's no point in trying. You're never going to get ahead. The system is rigged. You and your kids are screwed forever because of the color of your skin. We're working to try and change that, but you're stuck, and I'm sorry about that. They sap, they draw, they drain people of hope and dignity, the dignity that work brings with it, the dignity that hope brings with it, the dignity that trying brings with it. You strip people of that, and you end up with what? Nothing good. Nothing good, except for, you know, constantly reelected Democrats. You do get that. And that's what Democrats want. It is disgusting. It is sick. At a hearing in D.C. Superior Court on Monday, Detective Brendan Jasper testified that Ligon's stabbing emanated from an argument over sweet and sour sauce among three girls outside a McDonald's near 14th and U Streets Northwest, just after 2 a.m. Now, you may be reading that and you're hearing that and going, wait a second, 16-year-olds, 2 a.m. Did I mention bad parents? I think I did. Jasper testified that Ligon and another girl began hitting a 16-year-old 
who security camera footage showed did not initially fight back. But as Ligon and her friend tried to get in a vehicle, the other 16-year-old girl lunged at Ligon with a seven-and-a-half-inch pocket knife, stabbing her in the chest and abdomen, the detective testified. The Washington Post attended the hearing on condition that it not identify the teen who was charged. Yes, we must protect the teen who was charged. We should know the teen's teen. I love that. It's just a teen. We should know their parents. We should make their parents famous, should we not? Well, if we can find both parents, that might be the problem. Anyway, on that cheery note, I'm going to stop there just to let you know how far we've fallen as a society and what the hell is wrong with us. This isn't national news. The cheapening of life isn't national news. The idea that 16-year-olds are out at 2 o'clock in the morning and nobody seems to even note that, it seems a little bit weird. Like, that's just a matter of fact. That's what 16-year-olds do. That's not what 16-year-olds do. But bad parents let that happen with their 16-year-olds. Bad governments don't chastise parents, don't socially shame parents who let their kids be out until 6 o'clock in the morning. There's a kid in Baltimore been arrested 11 times for grand theft auto they can't charge him because the law won't allow for a 11 year old to get charged so they just have to release him to his parents he should be taken from his parents should he not doesn't it sound like the parents might be the problem not that they're sending the kid out there to steal the cars it's that they're crap parents there is a point where neglect is abuse isn't there? There used to be. But now it's all society's fault. That damn society is what's causing that 11-year-old to do that. That damn society pulled that knife and killed this 16-year-old girl. Sick. You're never going to address, you're never going to fix a problem if you're unwilling to address the reality of the problem. So we try to do here every day. Have a great Wednesday. We'll be back to do it again. Tomorrow's already Thursday, and then we're looking at a three-day weekend, which is pretty damn sweet. So we got that going for us. I appreciate you listening. Don't forget about patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Thank you so much. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.